Welcome to the Attracting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithFroy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithFroy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. My name is Roy Biancolana, and I have a juicy topic for you today. We are going to talk about boundaries, setting boundaries, and I am titling this episode, A Crash Course on Boundaries, When to Set Them, How to Enforce Them, I want to touch on all of the most relevant issues when it comes to setting healthy boundaries in our lives. And I thought it would be a great time to do it, given that we're right before Christmas. Because, boy, boundary issues always seem to come up when fan- our closest family, friends, get together. Maybe that's one of the first insights that I can offer is, you know, boundaries are not really much of a big deal with strangers. You know what I mean? I mean, you might be in the grocery store and some stranger cuts in line and you might have to set a boundary and say, hey, you know, the line starts back here, buddy. (laughs) Okay. But really, boundaries come up with the people who are closest to us, the people that we're most in proximity to, which makes sense because a boundary is sort of a line that separates you know, me from you. It sort of draws the line about where I end and you begin and where you begin and I end. So it's sort of like, If two neighbors are living near each other, you know, right next to each other, there's a boundary between their property. You know, and the idea is this is my space, my responsibility, my property, crossing this boundary, this border, that's your space and your responsibility and your property, right? So there's a boundary between these two pieces of property that border each other, right? So you don't really have boundary issues with someone who lives across town. (laughs) They're not near you. And it's the same way when we talk about relational boundaries. They don't really come into play with strangers much, but they really come into play with the people we want to be close to, the people that we are close to. So it's our closest friends or co-workers, family members, our own children, siblings, parents, right? The people that we love the most, the people that we're closest to, that's when the boundary issues really come into play. And that's why this topic is so difficult. Because we're not setting boundaries with people we don't care about and that we never see, and we don't interact with, and we're not close to. No, we're setting boundaries with the people that we care about the most. 
So that's why this is such a sticky issue. You're having to say, no, this is not okay. This is unacceptable. You have to say, enough of that. I don't want that. You know, right, you're, you're having to set boundaries, not with people you don't care about, but with the people you care about the most. And so we know that they may have reactions to boundaries we want to set. We may have reactions to boundaries they want to set. And so I think that's one of the reasons why this is such a difficult issue is because we're having to set some limits with the people that we're closest to. So that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to try to touch on all the relevant issues that we need to be thinking about in order to have healthy boundaries. So what's the first issue that we really need to talk about? And I think it really is this internal state of consciousness Meaning, what is our mindset concerning the boundary issue? Okay? And what I mean by that, because that's kind of a confusing thing to say. What I mean by that is that, well, I'm pretty sure that as I've brought up this topic of boundaries, you're already thinking of someone that you should set a boundary with or need to, right? My guess is you've already got someone in mind, some dynamic in your life right now that is stressing you out, that you're not comfortable with. People are saying things, doing things, behaving in ways that are not okay with you. And so you probably already have someone in mind when I say the word boundaries. It might be your children, It might be a sibling. It might be your mother or your father. It might be someone at work. It might be someone you're dating, right? And that's good. I I really do want you to have a situation in mind as we go through this. It'll make it easier for you to apply what you're hearing when when you're hearing it through the lens of your own life and your own particular situation. And so with that, what I want to say is, when these boundary issues come up, it's obvious It's obvious that they come up because there's some sort of drama, right? I mean, if you were to come to me and tell me, you know, I think I need to set a boundary with my parents. Whenever I'm around my mother, she criticizes me. She makes fun of the way I look, or she has comments about my weight, or the way I spend my money. I get comments about being single and stuff like that, right? So whenever we're talking about boundaries, there must be something, I guess you could say negative happening that makes us think about this. The need to set a boundary means there's some sort of drama. Something's happening that we don't like. Right? Someone's saying something, doing something, wanting something. Someone's getting in our business. Someone is crossing a line. Someone has veered out of their lane and they're coming over into our property. <laughs> they're, they're coming into 
our house telling us how to live or what to do or trying to control us, right? So there's there's a conflict of some kind. It might not be an out-and-out fight. The other person might not even know that you're uncomfortable or annoyed or upset by something. But there is some sort of drama, right? And so we have to start with this with this idea of where are you going to focus in this whole process of dealing with that drama and needing to set a boundary. There's only two options here. You're either going to focus on them or you're going to first look at yourself. Okay? Now, this is a theme you've heard me talk about over and over and over again in your life, whether it's I want to attract a partner or whatever it might be. If your love life is not the way you want it to be, you could focus on them. Where do I find them? How do I meet them? How do I flirt with them? How do I get them to approach me? Or how do I approach them? Right? You could focus on them and where are they? Or you could focus on you. How am I sabotaging myself? How am I blocking love from coming my way? What are my blind spots? What are my relationship personas? How has my childhood conditioning affected my ability to connect with someone in a healthy way? And you, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that I am firmly in the camp of starting with yourself. Not to worry so much about where to find them, but to get yourself ready. Now, when we talk about boundaries, it's the same thing. It's really easy when something's happening in our lives that we don't like and we're not comfortable with and it's annoying or outright, you know, truly deeply upsetting, it's really easy to point the finger and let's talk about them. Why are they doing this to me? What's wrong with them? They should know better. How dare they say those kinds of things to me? How, how dare they get in my business and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and I'm not saying that other people don't have some issues, <laughs> okay? But I'm saying if you want to make real progress in creating healthy boundaries so that you can relate with the people you're closest to in a way that's enjoyable and you look forward to seeing them and being around them and you're not dreading it, that's what happens, right? When, when there are not good boundaries set, you can really be dreading getting together with the person you know that is in question here. You might love your mother and father, but dread going over to see them for Christmas. You might love your sister or your brother, but you know what's going to happen when you get around them. They're going to they're going to get in your business and say things and criticize or whatever. Right? So it's it's very easy to get focused on them. And so the place to start with this. And this is difficult to swallow. But the place to start is to ask yourself What is my part 
in setting up the dynamics that I'm in that are not working very well? Like what is, if people are crossing my boundaries, if, if things are being said to me that are hurtful, if people are in my business, if people are trying to control me, if, if people are critical, what have I been doing or not been doing that has allowed that to take place in the first place? What is it that I can learn about myself that has got us going down this road to now I've got to maybe have a conversation with someone I care about and say, hey, listen, this isn't working for me. We need to make a new agreement on a dynamic happening between us, which are very difficult conversations. My point is, if you have to establish boundaries with people, it's going to require a conversation of some kind. And if you go into that conversation from the perspective, this is all your fault. You're the bad guy here. You're, the, you're wrong. You're the villain. You're the perpetrator. You're the criminal, right? This is your fault. You have been doing something wrong. You have been misbehaving. You have been critical, controlling, whatever. So when you attempt to set a boundary and you come at it from the perspective that they are the villain, chances are that conversation is going to just make things worse. But if before you have any conversation about setting new boundaries, if you have turned your attention towards yourself and said, what have I done to set this whole thing in motion? Have I not spoken up about this before and they have no idea? Am I the kind of person that I don't like to make waves and and I don't want to get anybody mad at me? So I've just repressed my feelings for a long time. I've swallowed my feelings and I've just laughed off certain things when they actually hurt my feelings. And in other words, is there a possibility that the people you need to set boundaries with on something, is it possible they might be surprised when you tell them that you're not comfortable with a certain dynamic because you haven't said anything or you've just laughed it off or you've just done your best to ignore it because you just don't want to make a bunch of waves and create a bunch of drama. See, if if you have done that, then you have to own that you are at least a co-creator of the problem. See, a lot of us, and this is maybe one of the issues you're going to find, we have to have a conversation about anger. So a lot of us have some very warped and distorted sort of feelings about anger. Many of us are terrified of it. We don't want to experience it. We don't want to feel it. We don't want to express it. We don't want to hear it from anyone else. We are anti-anger, right? 
We're not comfortable with anger at all. I'm here to tell you, if you think about this, you'll see it, that you cannot set a boundary without anger. They are synonymous. Now, when I say that, I don't mean anger, fly off the handle, go into a rage, hit someone, slap someone, throw something, just pitch a tizzy fit. I'm not saying that kind of anger. But what is a boundary? A boundary is you or me saying, no, enough of that. That is unacceptable. I will not tolerate that. That has to stop now. Right? That's what a boundary is. Boundary lines can become battle lines. Because it's you rubbing up against someone else. And if someone is doing things, saying things, behaving in certain ways that are, you know, hurting your feelings, that are, you know, mean, that are nasty, that, you know, you're going to have to find your anger at some point and say enough, right? That's the kind of anger I'm talking about. Well, a lot of us don't have that. A lot of us don't have our no. We don't have our anger. Now, that can be for a lot of reasons. You can be brought up in a home in a way where you are not allowed to be angry. Right? You know, there is a stage in our child development called the terrible two-year-olds. Why is it terrible? Because adults don't like it when their little child is beginning to get a sense of themselves and begins to discover, you know, hey, I'm a separate person and I've discovered this word no. And I just want to say no to anything anyone says because I'm coming into my own. I'm starting to sense my my own presence. I have my own thoughts, my own wants, my own desires. And so little two-year-olds are a pain in the ass to adults because they love saying no. So you might have had parents when you were at that age that didn't want you to have your no because then they had to deal with it because you were becoming a little pain in the ass. And you might have been prevented from developing your sense of self, which is a type of boundary. This is what I want. This is what's okay with me. This is how I feel, right? That's part of normal human development. But you can grow up in a family where that's not allowed. You're not allowed to say no to mommy. You're not allowed to say no to daddy. And so your no and your anger has been taken away from you. And now you're 45 years old and you can't say no, (laughs) right? this is a real big issue in adult relationships. The ability to say no and the ability to say no when necessary with some energy. Hey, cut that shit out. That's not okay. Right? So one of the ways that you can take responsibility 
for creating the drama going on in your life with whoever it is, and you know you need to set a boundary because whenever you think about being around them, you're like, oh, God, I'm going to be around that person. They're going to do their thing. They're going to say something to me. They're going to say, my sister's going to do what my sister does. My parents are going to do what my parents do. My coworkers or my friends or a person I'm dating, you know, that something's been bothering me. And one of the ways you can take responsibility is I'm not good at saying no, at expressing myself. I'm not comfortable with anger. So consequently, if people are running all over me, if people are coming into my house and and moving the furniture around and telling me how to live and how I should spend my money and spend my time and lose weight or do this or do it. If people are coming in my house and saying all these things that are none of their business, that's not on them. Perhaps you don't have a front door. Perhaps you don't have the energy to say, no, you can't come in here like that. Uh-uh, that's not allowed here. Now, the reason this is important is because if you can identify how you are responsible for a dynamic happening in your life that now you need to address, when you go to talk to them, you talk to them in a completely different state of mind. Instead of, hey, I need to sit down with you, mom, and tell you that you are a piece of shit. Okay, I'm just, I'm exaggerating to make a point. Mom, I want to talk to you about how you have violated my boundaries and you're not fair, you're mean, you're this, you're that, or whether it's your sister or your brother. Because in that way I'm describing, you're seeing them as the villain. And you're seeing yourself as the victim. You're sort of at the effect of them. They're the bad guy. They're the one doing something wrong. And so when you go to have this conversation, hey, I want to tell you how you are doing something wrong. You know how it is. People don't respond to that very well. But when you look closely at the dynamics and you're able to say, you know what? Okay, yeah, they're doing some things I don't like. And maybe we could say that being mean or being critical or being controlling is wrong. Okay, fine. But if I didn't have this going on in my life, if I haven't done that, if I was better at this, then we would never have gotten here in the first place. So taking responsibility is you and I saying, how have I allowed it to get here? What's my part in this relationship that now needs a boundary set. And when you know what that is, when you go into that conversation, now it's going to be, Mom, I want to have a conversation with you about our relationship because I really value it. And there's some things that are happening that that don't feel good to me, but it's my issue, Mom. I haven't talked to you about this. Or, or Mom or Dad, 
I am very uncomfortable with anger. I want to keep everybody happy. So I have been swallowing my feelings on this for years. I have been laughing it off. I've been ignoring it. And that's on me. That's my bad. Right? I, I, I've, it's, it's, I'm the reason we have gotten here. And so now you're having a conversation not from a place of attacking someone for doing something wrong to you, but for saying there's a dynamic that's not healthy or a dynamic that I don't like, but I'm responsible for it. I'm the one that set it up. And if I set it up, this is me trying to make a change here. And I want to talk to you about this. You see, there's a. this is not semantics. You are not finding a more clever way to say it so that they don't get defensive. No, you are truly seeing that I'm responsible for this. I've set this up. I've allowed it to go on. Right? I've left the front door of my house open and you come through the front door. How can I blame you? I'm the one that leaves the front door open. And then you come in and you tell me, uh, move the couch over here and live that way and do this with your money and lose weight or, you know, why haven't you found a boyfriend? When am I going to get grandchildren? You know, they come in your space and they do what they do, but they can't come in your space unless you let them. And so that's the biggest part of wanting to clean up some relationships where things are happening that you're not comfortable with. You got to shift it from it's their fault, not to it's my fault, but it's to a, a recognition sort of that I'm responsible for letting this go on, for maybe having certain issues in my life that have created the soil in which this kind of dynamic can grow. Do you follow me? So that's that's one of the issues is that most of us have a weird dynamic and a weird relationship to our own anger and our own ability to say no. We don't think we have a right to say no. And we think that anger is always bad. And it is not. I'm always amazed at religious people, spiritual people, Christian people, who think anger is, is really a bad thing when Jesus demonstrated it. You know, people were in the temple and turning the temple into like a bingo parlor. And Jesus made a whip out of, I think it was reeds or plants, but he made a whip and he drove everybody out of the temple physically. He was pissed off. He was angry. He was setting a boundary. You don't treat the house of God like this. No. Right? So I'm always amazed at people that say they're followers of Christ, but yet they, oh, no, anger's bad. Oh, you can never express anger. Oh, you just have to swallow it and smile and trust God that he's going to take care of it. Jesus didn't live that way. 
So one of the things we have to look at here when we know we need to set boundaries is our own relationship to anger. The next one is even stickier. And it's our own relationship to our worthiness. Do you see, many of us don't set boundaries because on a deep level, we don't think we deserve to be treated a certain way. We don't feel worthy of taking up our space in the world. Like we don't look at ourselves and say, yes, I am a little piece of property alongside of my siblings and parents and friends and people I'm dating and people I work with. I matter. I'm here. I'm taking up space. And I'm worthy of respect. I'm, I'm worthy of you treating me with honor and respect. So many of our lives, we are getting run over by people. We are getting taken advantage of. We are being spoken to in ways that are not healthy, um, that are mean-spirited, that are, you know, sort of ugly or mixed with innuendo and we're in those dynamics. We allow that to happen because we don't think we're worthy of being treated with respect. And so we just let it happen. We have this sense that, oh, I don't matter or, you know, who am I? Or do you get it? There's, there's sometimes a lack of self-esteem. Do you follow that? So like, Think of a person in the world that you respect that seems to have, you know, a real sense of their worth and their value. You know, someone, I don't know, maybe like Oprah. Do you, do you think Oprah has trouble setting boundaries? See, I don't. Maybe at one time in her life she did because she went through a lot of abuse as a young girl. Okay? But not anymore. I think Oprah's like, oh, no, you're not going to get away with that. Nuh-uh. No, 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 no. <laughs> right? And it might be some other person you can imagine that you know in the world that values themselves enough to where you can't come in here and say that to me. You can't come in my house and try to control me or make fun of me. Uh-uh. You know? So this is an issue for us to really look at. And this, again, is one of the issues why you can take responsibility for needing to set boundaries in your life without blaming someone else. I have had a feeling of being unworthy. And so I've sort of trained people that you can get away with shit with me. Because I haven't pushed back, because I don't express anger, and because... I don't necessarily see my place in the world that I belong. I'm, I train everybody around me to just come in my house and wreak havoc. Do you see that? So when you go to have a boundary conversation and you say that to say, listen, this is not your fault. This is me. I have not owned my own value. 
I don't have self-respect. How can I expect you or someone else to respect me when I don't respect me? All right? So that's something you need to think about before you try to go setting boundaries with people is what's going on in you that has set this whole dynamic up. Because I'm convinced that relationships are mirrors. And if we don't respect ourselves, people won't respect us. They are reflecting to us how we feel about ourselves. If we feel like we matter, if we value who we are, there is no way that you will put up with someone getting in your business telling you how to live or criticizing you. It'll be like, you do that once, I'm going to say, uh-uh. You do it twice, we got a problem. Okay? Now, having, having said that, let's talk about the actual setting of boundaries. Okay? And this is a challenging thing because you're going to have to bring it up, which is hard for people that don't feel worthy and don't have access to anger. You're going to have to have a conversation and let people know that there's something happening that you are unwilling to tolerate anymore. I mean, you have maybe made little comments about, I don't like when you speak to me that way, mom, or, you know, that hurts my feelings, you know, but you haven't really ever put any teeth into it. Man, like you've never really squared up with someone and looked them in the eye and said, that is unacceptable. That, I don't want this happening ever again. Right? With that kind of directness. So again, I'm not saying you've never said anything. You've never hinted at anything. That you've never tried to say something that was bothering you while you were sort of laughing about it. Hey, you know, that didn't really feel, uh, you know, that wasn't very nice. You know, maybe it's the holidays and maybe you could kind of let go of saying stuff like that. See, that's, that's wishy-washy. That's versus walking over to them, grabbing them by the arm, pulling them aside, say, listen, and you look them straight in the eye. What you did right there, That's unacceptable. I will not tolerate that from you ever again. See, that's different than just making an offhanded comment about how you didn't like that or that that hurts your feelings. Do you follow me? So that's the difficulty here is that you are going to have to have a come to Jesus conversation. Now, in some cases, it doesn't have to be that in their face. It doesn't. Sometimes the degree that you have to be direct depends upon the person that you're talking to. They might be the kind of person where they don't feel you unless you're direct like that. Other people are softer and sort of... uh, more tender people and a more gentle approach might get through to them. But the issue is if you want to set a boundary, 
you need to take responsibility for getting through to them in the way that will work. And that might vary. You might need to set a boundary with your mother and your father, but you might say it very differently to those two because they have different personalities. But you're going to have to have this conversation, which means you're going to have to have some worthiness within yourself. Like, I deserve to set boundaries. It really is okay. Because a lot of times we grow up in families and environments where it's not okay to have boundaries. You might have grown up in a home where anybody could have walked in your room whenever they wanted to. They didn't have to knock. They can just barge right in. They can come in and they can take your toys and go play with them. And your parents didn't, didn't say, you can't, you can't go in there and take your sister's stuff. You, and you, and you just can't walk in. You have to knock on her door and get her permission to come in. See, so you might not have been in a family environment that supported the idea of boundaries and now you're all adults and you're getting together for Christmas and that's still the culture but you don't like it so you got a task ahead of you you're setting boundaries with a family culture that is anti-boundary we're all in each other's business in this family we're all enmeshed in each other's lives. We're all telling each other how to live and we're all criticizing and controlling and and judging and you know putting our shit on each other. It's what we do in this family. <laughs> and you might have to acknowledge that. And you might have to recognize, oh, this is going to be an interesting journey here because I don't want to play by those rules anymore. I don't like this culture of no boundaries and enmeshment and codependency in my family. And the only way it's going to stop coming your direction when you're around your family is if you say enough. But when you do, you are going to get pushback. Because you are breaking the mold. You are stepping out of what you have always done in your family and in your environment. And you've participated in it. You've allowed it to take place since you were a little person. So there's no blame of the family. This is our culture. And that might be part of the conversation when you pull someone aside in your life. It could be your work culture. It could be your friendship culture. And say, listen, I have been a part of a culture here you know, and I've, I haven't said anything and I've participated and I'm as much responsible for this dynamic as anyone. So there's no blame here. It's just that I don't, this doesn't feel good to me anymore. So I want to make a change. And I'm, I want to set some boundaries about the way I'm treated. I want to set boundaries on how I treat you. Certain things used to be okay. They're not going to be okay anymore. Okay, so that's the hard part is you're going to have to bring it up. There is no way to set boundaries without you talking about it. I mean, you could just disappear on your family or from your friends. You could just break up with somebody you're dating because 
you just don't have the guts to say anything. You could do it that way, but then you lose the relationship. See, in your effort to set a boundary, what you're saying is, I value the relationship. It's just not working well for me right now. But I don't want to lose it. I want to reconfigure it. I want to reorganize this thing. Because it's, it's not healthy for me. So I want to let you know what's been unhealthy for me. And I want to know, are you willing to abide by these new boundaries, by these new rules? Are you willing to stop doing this because I'm willing to stop doing it too? Are you willing to stop acting this way and trying and controlling or manipulating or whatever it is because I'm willing to stop doing that too? Again, you're going into the conversation as a co-creator. Listen, I do this as much as you do. I get in your business as much as you get in mine. I'm as critical as anyone. I'm as judgmental and controlling as anyone. I do it too. I don't want to do that anymore. And I want to know, do you see it? And are you willing? Okay? So you're going to have to have this conversation. Now, the difficult thing about some of these conversations is that when you bring it up, it's very likely that the people that you say these things to are not going to want to hear it. They're going to blow it off. What are you talking about? No, I mean, who? how dare you tell me how to treat you, right? So one of the questions that I wanted to address in this podcast on boundaries is what do you do when you want to set a boundary and it's a reasonable boundary and people just basically say F you, that they disagree. I'm not going to stop that. Oh, it's just the way I am. You know, I've always been critical. I've always been manipulative (laughs) to something. I've always been judgmental. It's just the way I am. And so I'm not going to stop doing what's hurting your feelings, what's bothering you. Okay, So that's an important question for us to address because very likely that's going to come up. You're going to want to address something that's really been bothering you with someone and they're in one way or another are going to tell you, uh, sorry, either I don't agree with you or you're making too big a deal of something and I'm not going to change. And, And let me just say this real quick. You might be making too big a deal of something. Somebody might say to you, you're being a little too sensitive. You know, we joke around in this family or we we always pick on each other and, you know, we're sarcastic with each other. I think you're being a little sensitive here. I think you're, you're, you're taking it all a little too... Maybe you just need to lighten up a little bit. And you know what? That might be true. I don't know. But you need... If you get that feedback... You need to take that seriously. Maybe I am a little too sensitive. Maybe I am being a little, you know. So how do you know? Well, I would imagine you have someone close in your life. Maybe it's a sibling, a friend, a coworker, and you can you can ask them. Say, listen, 
there's a person in my life. Let me tell you what happened this past week. They said this to me. They did that. They acted this way. I feel like, I mean, it really hurt my feelings. It really bothered me. It, it, so am I being too sensitive? I mean, do I just need to kind of grow up a little bit and kind of get over it and relax? Or, you know, do I have a point? Because it feels like I got a point here that someone's crossing a boundary. Um, right? So if you get feedback when you want to have these conversations that you're being too sensitive, I want to really encourage you to give that some thought. You might be, and you might not be. And if you feel like, no, I'm not being too sensitive, you're mean, and you've been mean, and I've had enough. Or you have been controlling and critical, and maybe somebody else can overlook that, but I don't like it, and I don't want that in my relationship with you, right? So once, so again, backing up here, you're going to have to have a conversation, and you might have to have a very direct conversation, not just hint at it, as you may have been doing, and then when you do that, you might get faced with them, hey, uh, I'm not changing. First of all, I don't agree with you. And secondly, it's just the way I am, you know, or they're going to give you the feedback of, oh, you're being too sensitive, you know, lighten up a little bit, right? And if that happens, you need to give that some thought. But if you come back and you're like, no, I, I don't think I'm being too sensitive, um, Anybody who was a fly on the wall hearing this conversation and seeing this dynamic would say, that's fucked up, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an example of this. <laughs> my mother had a little bit of an edge to her, which is probably where I get mine. But I remember playing a, a little golf tournament. Um, ah, this is many years ago, maybe 15 years ago. And one of my best friends was caddying for me. And on the last hole of the tournament, I missed a really short putt. I mean, I, I don't know, two or three feet. It it was missable, but not very often, right? Most of us would make 99 out of 100. Well, I missed this little putt on the last hole. And so me and my caddy are having lunch with my mom. She was out watching me play. Um, we're having lunch afterwards. And she looked at me and said, Roy, how'd you miss that putt? You could have kicked it in, Right? So I didn't think anything of it. I was like, yeah, well, I missed it, <laughs> right? I, I wasn't horrified by that. I, I wasn't, it didn't bother me. I mean, it, it didn't register. But later on afterwards, when I was with my caddy by myself, he said something like to me, Roy, I can't believe she said that to you. And I'm like, said what? She said that, like, you could have kicked it in. I'm like, oh. He said, you're okay with that? I mean, that was mean. It's the last hole of the tournament. You miss a short putt and your mother says, how'd you miss it? You could have kicked it in? It's like, I wanted to crawl under the table. I was so embarrassed. 
I was so horrified by what she said. <laughs> okay? Because I can guarantee you, if I went to my mother after and say, Mom, we need to talk about a dynamic here. I, I want to set a boundary. What you said to me there about how'd you miss it, you could have kicked it in, especially right in front of my caddy. I didn't like that. Um, that was mean-spirited. That was critical. Um, can we make an agreement? I don't want you ever to do that again. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't want that. If you think it, that's fine. But I don't want you to say those kind of things to me anymore. If I did that, she would have said, oh, don't be, don't be so sensitive. You know, I was just saying it. I was just like, it was a short putt. And, right? So she, she would not have honored that. She would not have changed her behavior. Okay? So then it comes to the big question. What do we do when people won't agree to our boundaries? What do we do when they won't agree to our boundaries? And this is when you're not going to like this podcast. You have to enforce them. You don't have a boundary unless it's enforced. You have to put teeth in your boundaries. If you're going to set a boundary, you're going to have to say, this is a behavior and action that I am no longer willing to tolerate. And if it happens, this is going to be the result. It's just like raising a child. If you don't clean up your room, we're all a member of the family. We all have chores. You're 10 years old. You can get up. You can make your bed. You can put your toys away. You can keep your room neat. Are we agreed on that? Yes, mommy. And then they don't do it. Okay, honey, I thought we talked about you making your bed and cleaning your room and we agreed on that, and and yet, look. Okay, so the next time it looks like this, I'm taking away your iPad for a week. And if they don't clean their room, oh my God, you better take it away. Otherwise, they own you. <laughs> you have got to enforce a boundary and when the boundary is crossed you have got to strike you you have got to deliver the consequence so here's where it gets fun you better be careful about the consequences that you say are going to happen if this boundary is crossed because you can't go back on it so if your mother has been critical and you sit down and you talk like, like if I, with my mom, if I would have sat down with her, said, mom, you know, I am only 27 or 30 or whatever I was, 30, 35 years. I don't know what I was when that happened. So mom, it's just unacceptable. You know, and, and in fact, we, we've had this dynamic. You can be harsh and you can be critical like that. I don't want to hear that. Okay. So here's the thing. If you're going to do that, then I don't want you to come watch me to play. I don't want you out here. So if you are willing and agree 
to not speak that way to me and not be critical like that, then I love having you out. If you're not willing to do that, if you're just going to do that, then you're not allowed to come watch me play. Boom. So the next time she does it, mom, that's it. You're not coming to watch me play anymore. I don't care if I'm in the U.S. Open. You know, so if I'm going to set that boundary, I better mean it. You follow me? So you need to set a boundary and you need to have a consequence, but you better think through the consequence. Like if you've got a parent, you're going to go see him for the holidays and they're always, every time you talk to them, they're criticizing. You call on the phone, they criticize you. They, they say this, they make fun of your weight. You know, if you lost 10 pounds, maybe you'd find a boyfriend, right? If you're getting that kind of stuff, you're going to have to have a conversation. Hey mom, that really hurts my feelings. And I don't like that. I, I, I take responsibility for it because I've never really pushed back. I, I've, I've really never said no about that. I've really never been direct. So I've kind of let us develop this kind of dynamic where, where you're, you say these kinds of things to me. So I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming me. We, we've, this is what we've created here. But I don't like it anymore. I don't want to hear that. And mom, the next time you do, if you do this, what? You got to have something. But if you say, mom, I'll never speak to you again. Really? I mean, are you going to enforce that? You'll never speak to her again. So I don't know what your consequence would be. But you do need to set a boundary. You just can't come in my house and wreak havoc. Hurts my feelings and messes me up. I'm saying no to that. And if you do it again, there's going to be a consequence. And if you if you have a consequence, you've got to enforce it. Otherwise, they'll never listen to you. Because you're training them that you don't mean what you say. That you really weren't that upset about it. Because I did it again and nothing happened. So before you get on your high horse or I get on my high horse, I'm going to set boundaries with these people and and you you better think, are you willing to enforce them? Because if you are, it might come to, mom, I'm coming over for Christmas. And you know our dynamic. We've kind of talked about this before. You say things that hurt my feelings. You you comment about my weight. You comment about the way I spend money or how I live my life or whoever it is. Maybe it's a sibling. Maybe it's a, an aunt or something like that. And you're going to see him over the holidays. And you're going to you're dreading it. You know it's coming. And so, if you want to clean this up in your life, you're going to get on the phone and you're going to make you're going to talk to someone the person who, who this is about. And you're going to say, hey, listen, I want to know, can we have a conversation about the dynamic that we have had between us? And I, I want to know, are you, would you be willing to not say this, do this, be this? You know, would you be willing to not do what, what it is? And 
maybe they'll say, you know what, I didn't know it bothered you that much. Oh, certainly. I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. I said, well, that, you're right. I, I really didn't let you know. It's, it's, I'm not blaming you. It's my fault because I didn't say much. So maybe they hear you, right? And, but, but maybe they're like, ah, you're being silly, you're being this, being that. Say, okay, okay, I hear you. I, I can't make you honor my request. But here's what's going to happen. When we're all together over Christmas, if I hear it, I'm leaving. No questions asked, I'm out. I'm going to look at you and say, that's enough, goodbye. Okay? That would be a reasonable boundary. You're not saying, I'll never speak to you again, which you probably are never going to enforce that. But you could say, if this happens, I'm hanging up the phone. I'm leaving the house. And if it happens, and it probably will, because when you want to set a boundary about something, people are going to test it to see, do you mean it? We see this in geopolitics all the time in the world. Some country wants to set a boundary on something, the other country is going to test it. They're going to cross that boundary. Did you mean it? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to bomb you. We're going to send a missile in. What are you going to do? Are you just going to take it? Oh, then we'll keep sending them. If you tell us, if you send one of those, we're going to send you 15 back. We're going to blow the shit out of you. And then they send one and you don't. <laughs> right? But if you do, then you probably won't get another missile because you, you, you followed through on it. Okay, now we can set all the politics aside. But it's sometimes a good example that in our lives, we, we need to have the conversation and set a boundary. And if they hear us, wonderful. It's all good. And if they slip up, you say, well, no, okay, you, that's what we talked about. Oh, you're right. God, I have such a habit of doing that. I am sorry. I take that back. Good. Okay, good. We all have grace. We all say things. Okay, fine. But if you're wanting to set a boundary and the person is really not hearing it or saying you're being sensitive or I'm just going to be this way and say, yeah, you that might be the way you are. I, I fully understand that. And when you're that way, I'm not going to be around you. I'm going to hang up the phone when I'm spoken to in that way. I'm going to walk out the door if you're that way. And most likely you watch how fast they change. Because people will do what we let them do. Now, if they're so hard-headed, now that's a whole different conversation. So there you go. There, there is a conversation on boundaries. Now, I just gave you some principles on why we don't set them and you know how to set them and how to enforce them. And again, I want to reiterate the point, you better don't even try to set a boundary unless you are ready to deliver on the consequence of the boundary you set. Otherwise, you're just flapping your jaw 
It's meaningless. So you think through whether or not you're actually going to set a boundary because you're going to have to have a consequence and you, you better be able to do it. Okay. All right. So I brought up all these things and these are principles. These are general guidelines, but very often applying them in your particular situation might need coaching, right? Because there's lots of yeah, buts like, cause I don't know about your family, your friendships, your intimate relationships, your kids, your siblings. So I'm just giving you some things to really think about and to identify. And if you want to go deeper, right, if you want to take this and apply it and integrate it into your life and experience, that's what I'm here to do as a coach. And so I want to encourage you to reach out to me with your questions even inquire into coaching because there may be some lifelong relationships with people that you love and you value and it isn't working, right? It's really hit a fork in the road and you probably could use some coaching, some counseling on how to navigate this so that perhaps you can recalibrate the relationship into something that you really enjoy rather than something that you tolerate or white knuckle your way through. So reach out to me if I can help. 407-687-3387 or my email address is Roy at coachingwithroy.com. All right. Have a great holiday season. We are going to talk in the next episode. We're going to talk about how to let go of any baggage from 2023 so that you can hit the ground running in 2024. We're going to talk about how to close the loop, how to put some things to bed, how to let go of some things, sort of how to how to cut the sandbags free from your hot air balloon. Because you you really, if you're not free from some of the accumulated pain and disappointment and difficulty of the past, it's hard to go into a new year and create something new in your in your life professionally or personally. So that's what we're going to do next week. Have a great holiday. Until then, bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.